Well, God bless you all this afternoon. We're grateful for this part two of our Transformation Tuesday services, and we pray that you will be um, encouraged, blessed here for our Transformation Tuesday at the Sunrise Missionary Baptist Church, where I am privileged to serve as pastor of this church. We pray that you will join us on um, our Facebook page. We also pray that you join us in person at 613 North Edmire Avenue at 1030 on um, Sunday morning. And then 630 p.m. we have Bible study on Zoom and on Facebook. Amen. Here in the El Reno community. But we're grateful for this another Transformation Tuesday. And we look forward to hearing what God has to say. Would you bow with us for a minute of prayer? Father, we thank you now for this Transformation Tuesday. We thank you for this service. We thank you for another opportunity um, to preach to your people. Now, Father, we ask that you would bless us on today. We ask you would keep us on today. We ask that you would speak a word to us that we can grow, that we can mature, that we can flourish in every way, every in every plan that you have for us. Have I own way, God, right now. Father, I need you now like never before, to stand in me and stand with me, stand in front of me, stand behind me, but most of all, stand right beside me, that I may be able to proclaim your truth without fear or intimidation. Have thine own way now. We give your name all the glory, the honor, and the praise. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in my sight, for truly, Lord, you are my strength, my rock, my light, my salvation, my only redeemer. It's in the name of your son, Jesus, we pray and we ask it all. Amen. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. God's been good to you, even if you're at home. Give God praise, because God is good, and he's good all the time. If you would turn with us to 1 Samuel chapter 16. 1 Samuel chapter 16, and I want to look at verse 1. 1 Samuel chapter 16, and I want to look at verse 1. And I'm reading from the New King James Version. This is what it says. Now the Lord said to Samuel, how long will you mourn for Saul, seeing I have rejected him from reigning over Israel? Fill your horn and go. I am sending you to Jesse, the Bethlehemite, for I have provided myself a king, a king among his sons. And I simply just want to talk about for a few moments, it's time to move on. Since 1995, the Toronto Raptors have been in existence and they've had NBA legends who have worn their jerseys. Vince Carter, Tracy McGrady, Chris Bosch, Hakeem Olajuwon, DeMar DeRozan, Kawhi Leonard, Marcus Camby, Charles Oakley, and Muggsy Bowles. Many players, they played for the Raptors. They've had good seasons and they have had bad seasons, but they still have had a, num a number of players that have played for them. And when these players were playing for them, they wowed and they dazzled plenty of fans. But at some point, that season came to an abrupt end. And the fans didn't like it. Fans were upset. 
And some of these great players left the organization. Even though there was much transition within the organization from coaches to ownership, the team still got on the court. The Raptors still played because just because they lost people from over the years didn't mean they weren't going to still progress, but they had to move on and play anyway. Because sometimes life presents some changes, but when you keep your focus and when you keep your composure, you can endure some stuff, but yet not allow it to get the best of you because of what is in you that lets you know that it's going to be all right and it's going to work out for your good. Because in this life, as you go further and further, we all have to deal with some transitions in life. And they come, they occur, and they will happen. But even though you've got to keep on going, the reason you can keep on going is because the Lord is with you. And even though you face some things, you can handle it because the Lord is with you. Ain't that good news that with God, I will be all right. With God, I will make it. With God, I can deal with it. With God, I can rise above it. With God, I can take it. With God, I can face it. And with God, it won't keep me down. But I'll get better and better because I have God and because I've discovered, I've decided some stuff I just have to go without. But God will get you through. God is the reason you can say all things are possible. I know with God, things will get better. I know with God, a bad day doesn't equal a bad life. Just because I've had some rough encounters doesn't mean it's always going to be like that. Just because it doesn't go your way doesn't mean it's always going to be like that. Sometimes you have to trust in God when it gets hard, when it gets difficult, when it gets tiring, when it gets emotional, when you get distressed, when you just say, why this, why this? It seems like I'm always getting picked on. It seems like I'm always getting kicked to the curb. It seems like I'm always getting spit in my face. It seems like I'm always getting kicked in the face. It seems like I'm always getting kicked, kicked, and I'm always getting kicked in the back of the head. But you gotta say, I'm gonna trust God. I'm gonna believe in God. I'm gonna walk with God. I'm gonna have faith in God. I'm gonna hold on to God. I'm still gonna keep my head up. I'm still gonna rise above. Because the relationship that I have with God is the relationship that it keeps me through. Because the relationship you have with God, it doesn't end. God won't break up with you. God won't turn his back on you. God won't hurt you. God won't betray you. God won't, God won't go ghost on you like people will. But the relationship you have with God will sustain you when life hurts, when life is painful, when life is difficult, when life stresses you out. The relationship that you have with God will keep you every day. Broken days, heartaches, headaches, pain, heartbreak. That relationship with God will make it say, I can go through it and get out. Is there anybody who's listening that can say, I've been through the sunshine, been through the storm, been through the fire, been through the hills and the valley, been through the ups, been through the downs, been through the difficulties, been through the rigor, been through the ruptures, I've been through messes, been through trials, but I'm still here. I'm still making it. I still got joy because the Lord is with me. I still got a praise 
because the Lord is with me. I still keep my head up because the Lord is with me. I still clap because the Lord is with me. I still shout because the Lord is with me. I still dance because the Lord is with me. I still preach because the Lord is with me. I still teach because the Lord is with me. I still give God all the glory, all the praise because I don't understand some relationships come and go. But as long as I got God, I know that God will be a good father. God will be a good companion. God will be a good lover. God will be a good keeper. God will be a good sustainer. God will always keep me. Somebody needs to know that God will keep you. Because we all have tough decisions, tough choices, and tough things that we have to face. But the Lord will keep you. And because God will keep you, you may have to go in another direction. But God will give you some deliverance. You may have to do something different. But God has a plan for your life. Sometimes you just got to go a different way, a different route, and trust God with a new, with a new day, a new season, a new land. You got to trust God with the new. And so, in the 16th chapter of 1st Samuel, we find the continuation of chapter 15. Because God tells Samuel, Saul is no longer the one after the disobedience of Saul. And Saul pleaded with Samuel. It wasn't working. And this chapter occurs around 1025 BC. And it is said that it was in the town of Bethlehem. <laughs> Five miles north of Jerusalem, five miles south of Jerusalem, known as Ephraim, and that it would be named the town of David and the birthplace of Jesus Christ. They came, and they both came from the tribe of Judah and the genealogy of Jesse. And now here is Samuel, who is still sad and crying, and yet it was Saul who disobeyed the Lord. And because he disobeyed God, God moved on. It's dangerous that when you have been blessed and when the Lord appoints you, you mess it up. You have to be careful how you act when you've been placed in the right position because how you act and what you do has consequences. And if you did the wrong things, God can remove you. And you don't want the Lord to remove you. You don't want the Lord to replace you and tell you he can't trust you and tell you you are no longer usable. That's not what I want. That's not what any of us want. But yet, I want to do the right things, live the right way, and I want the Lord to use me and bless me. And you want to say, God, don't take your hands off of me. But I'm following God at every step of the way. So the text says, now the Lord said to Samuel, how long will you mourn for Saul's sin? I have rejected him from reigning over Israel. Fill your horn and go. I am sending you to Jesse the Bethlehemite. For I have provided myself a king among his sons. In the Hebrew, the name of the Lord means the existing one. The word said means to speak and utter. 
This word mourn means to lament. This word rejected means reject, despise, and refuse. This word reign means to be or become king. Israel means the name of the nation after the return from exile. This word horn is a flask. This word oil means a liquid of anointing. This word go means to go, to come, to depart, to proceed, to move, and go away. This word sin means to send away and let go. The name Jesse means I possess. And the meaning of the Bethlehemite means house of bread. And this word provided means to see, have vision, look at, give attention to discern and distinguish. So in the text, our existing God has said and spoke to Samuel saying, how long will you mourn and lament for Saul because I rejected and refused him from being the king over the nation that was delivered from exile and now there is a flash that's filled with anointing oil. You got to walk away and move away from Saul because I'm sending I'm sending you to someone who possesses what I have sought and give attention to and I'm telling you go into the place and that route now. Yes, I am because you've been here, but it's time to leave here and time to go away from this place because this is not going to work, and I'm not going to allow it to work. And since I'm not going to go, and since I'm not going to, there's no need to mourn anymore and worry and bring it up anymore. But you got to leave and stop trying to keep it, but walk away from it. That's the thing for all of us. Sometimes, yes, there's going to come a time you got to leave some stuff alone. Stop trying to hold on to things and stop trying to live with things that aren't going to work and that have run the course. But have also showed you they weren't right from the start. You got to get to that point that some stuff has to go. You got to leave some stuff. It's no reason to keep on trying with some stuff. If it isn't going to work, if it is dead, then that's what it is. Why are you still mourning and why are you still trying to make something work when you know it isn't going to work? And if it isn't going to work, it's not going to work. It's no reason for me and no reason for you to still stay parked at a desolate spot and stay parked at a spot that has no chance of being reborn or having life again. So why should I keep on? Why should I keep letting this have this type of influence, type of power over me? It's no point for me. You don't need to stay there. You got to say, I can't stay there. I can't allow myself to stay here anymore. If I allow myself to stay there, and if I allow myself to stay in this place, and if I allow myself to stay here and stay here, I'm not meant to be here anymore. Because watch this. I'm bringing more hurt, more pain, and unnecessary weight upon me because I'm not leaving. And yes, sometimes we bring pain on ourselves. And it's dangerous when we keep all of this weight on us and keep all of this still on us That because when you keep too much weight on you, you can never fully move. And you can never fully let go. That's why. You got to move on. Texas. Now the Lord said, Son, now how long will you mourn for Saul? Seeing I've rejected him from King from reigning over Israel. Fill your horn with oil and go. I'm sending you to Jesse the Bethlehem, for I provide myself a kingdom among your sons. Now the Lord said, Son, how long are you going to mourn over Saul? Seeing as though the Lord had rejected him. See now, if the Lord, watch this, if the 
That's the thing. If the Lord has moved on, we ought to follow that example and let I need to move on. If the Lord has gotten over it, I need to get over it. If the Lord isn't worried about it, I don't need to worry about it. If the Lord has spoken to me and is speaking to me evidently, he's telling me something I need to listen to. There are times that God will speak to us and tell us the truth and tell us what we need to hear, but we don't always listen. Can we be real? We don't always follow through with what the Lord has said, and if we don't, we are causing ourselves more pain, and sometimes we can be our own worst enemy and our own personal pain givers because we refuse to follow God, and we refuse to let go, and because we refuse to do those things then we, that we need to do, then we are going downhill, and we are allowing ourselves to go down. But if the Lord has spoke to me, and if the, and if the Lord has told me to get up and go, we need to get up and go in if I don't want to. You got to go. But it's not my choice. If I trust God, I got to go. The problem is, sometimes we can be like Samuel. Watch. Samuel was close to Saul. And see, when you've invested so much into and in something, then the reason we don't want to leave is because of how much I invested in, how much I've given, and how much I've placed in this, and how much I've given to this, and how much I've given myself to this, how much I've put in this. And, then, and, when, and when that happens, it can be hard to let go. It can be hard to move on. It can be hard to get over it. It can be hard to leave. And it can be hard to see, even though you've done all of that and done all you can and have done what and have done your part, you can't always expect the other party to do what you want. And watch this. You can't expect the other party to give the effort that you give and appreciate the way you appreciate it and take it seriously the way that you do. That's the thing. You can't try to put your energy, your talent, and your commitment into something else that's determined to still do it the way they want. And you're trying and expecting that to happen can lead to other disappointment. That's why we struggle to move on. But see, you can't change what doesn't want to change. And when you can't make a change, see, you can't have it your way, and then you want to say, I'm going to make it work, even if it kills me. The thing is, it just might, and you just might die before it works. And that's why you got to move on and stop mourning, stop crying, stop throwing fit, stop throwing temper tantrums, stop throwing your head hands up, stop shaking your head, stop doing all that. See, you got to let go, and that's why you got to move on. That's why you got to let go, because you can be the cause and detriment to your own spirit and your own health because you haven't moved on. And since you haven't moved on, then when we don't move on, I can't blame others for why I'm like this. And there's no need for me to still grieve and mourn over something and somebody that showed themselves to be untrustworthy and have shown their true colors. Saul showed his true colors. He didn't obey God. Samuel is torn up and perturbed about what God said. I got somebody else. Samuel is gone home and stuck on Saul. 
that he can't see anything else. But when somebody has shown you the true colors of their character, then that's enough right there for me to move on. When somebody has showed you who they really are, I need to move on. When somebody has showed you they don't care about your feelings, don't care about you, don't care about living up to the words that they said at first, but now they've shown you that they aren't trustworthy, why are you still mourning? Why are you still hunting down? Why are you still making excuses? Why are you still trying so hard to rebuild what has been torn down? Because if it's been torn down, some stuff and some people are like abandoned buildings. They just need to stay there, and when the foundation is messed up, it's just messed up. You ought to say, I don't have the time or energy to keep on trying and keep on trying because my time and your time it might, is too valuable and too short to mourn over something and somebody that isn't worth me mourning over anymore. Philippians 3 verse 13 and 14 said, Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and reaching forward to what is ahead, I pursue as my goal the prize promised by God's heavenly call in Christ Jesus. You got to let go. Thank you, Paul. You got to let go. You got to move on, especially when it's not going to work. And see, watch this. If the, if the Lord has rejected that, that means the Lord sees that it isn't right. And you ought to be glad that the Lord has rejected some stuff from you and rejected you from some people because God knows what we want. And, and some things that we want is not always best for us and best for our Christian faith. Look at the text. Now the Lord said to Samuel, how long will you mourn over Saul seeing how I rejected him? From reigning over Israel, fill your horn with oil and gold. I am sending you to Jesse the Bethlehemite, for I provided myself a king among your sons. God told Samuel he's rejected Saul. Oh, if I'm with, and you, and you got to get to this place, if I'm with anyone and anybody that gets in the way of the Lord and is comfortable with going against God, then they need to go and I need to get away from them. Because apparently and evidently, they aren't taking the Lord serious like you are. And if you aren't taking the Lord seriously, if you aren't taking his word seriously, and matter of fact, if you're not taking him seriously, you ought to say, I can't mess with you. I can't be around with you. I can't be in the same place and in the same boat. I, I can't stay with you and still mourn for you. Then I'm going to drown with you. And that's not what I want. That's not what I desire. But I'm getting up. I'm packing up. And I'm going in a new direction, a new spot, in a new area because I love God so much. I serve him so much. I'm serious about living for God. And I'm serious about my Christian convictions. You got you to look at some stuff in life. If they're not taking it seriously like you are, you got to leave. Why should I mourn? Why should I be in a down and be in a bad state? I know it hasn't worked. But watch this. That don't mean that God doesn't have something better. You have to have enough belief it's going to get better. Enough belief it's going to be alright. That's got to be your personal conviction. It's going to get better. 
be afraid to leave those alone, even those who are close to you, because if they are wrong, they're wrong. If they aren't right, they aren't right. If they don't do what's right, then they don't do what's right. If they don't live up to the right compass of moral standards and the right actions and motives, then you need to leave them alone and stop mourning and stop staying in the state of mourning because at some point you can't blame that one who did you wrong for why you are still staying in this bad place and in this mental prison of sadness that has held you hostage from being from being released of this news of what has gone sour what are you going to do what are you going to move on from because you'll start to see some crowds and connections are not worth anything that's all. That's what's going on. That's what happens. Some things are going downhill. Some downhill. Some things have been extinguished, and some things have no power and no influence. That's why you got to move on. You got to depart. That's why you got to go because you missed out on better and missed out on watching what will work when you still allow yourself to be trapped by what is over. And by what the Lord has rejected and what the Lord has killed off. And what, watch this, what the Lord has said no to. If the Lord has intervened, there's nothing else that we can do. No debating, no fighting. And watch, I'm not going to pick what's dead over what still lives. I'm not looking back. 
but I'm moving on, and that's what you and I to do. And be glad the Lord specializes in rejection ministry. That's what God does for his child. And instead of me being mad, I ought to be glad that God cares enough about me to lead me somewhere else and not to allow the wrong one to be around me and not allow the wrong one to be in the house, in the church, in the city. You ought to be glad God knows how to reject the wrong people. You know, when we're on social media, we have friend groups. You can be on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat. We'll get a friend request from somebody who will want to be our friends. We'll want to connect with us on social media. You know, sometimes we accept them. But then there comes a time that you will ignore and reject those friend requests. And even though they send it to you, when something is not right to you, and you don't feel right about it, you reject that friend request. The thing about it is, you reject some friend requests, and there will be people who will reject you also. But even in the midst of that, you still use social media, you move on from that friend request, even that person that rejected you, because you understand life still goes on. That's what you and I be reminded of. Life goes on. Life will still move forward because time does not wait for your tears. You can cry a river. Time will still tick. Days are going to change. Months are going to change. Weeks are going to change. Years are going to change. In regard, and you going to change. In regardless of how you feel, time still goes forward. You got to move on from that person who you cherish and that person you thought you would spend the rest of your life with, but yet you saw that true character. You saw how they were. You saw how they hurt you. You saw how that person said they loved you, but the actions didn't back up to talk. And at some point, you can't move on. You can't mourn on them anymore. If they showed you who they are, it's time for you to move on from them. You got to move on from that job, that boss, that coworker. It might be comfortable, it might be convenient, and it might be cozy, but after a while, you see they weren't good for you, the drama, they didn't treat you right, they didn't value you appropriately, they turned on you, and you saw how they manipulated it and tried their best to push you out the way. You got to move on. You got to move on from some people and friends, even those who you grew up with. Ate dinner over each other's house, rode in the same cars together to school, to basketball practice, to cheerleading practice, to the mall, to the movies, to the dance, and all of that together. But at some point, you saw you saw that once God just did something for you and not them, they turned on you, and it hurt you to see the real character and that real person, and it shocked you. But yet, you got to move on. It was just like what the late great poet Maya Angelou used to say. I learned that people will forget what you said. People will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. She also said, when somebody shows you who they really are, believe them the first time. And if people have shown me and shown you who they are, it's, I can't mourn on them. I got to move on. Because I know I still have Jesus. You still have Jesus. You got Jesus. He's a friend. He's a counselor. And since he lives, he walks with me, talks with me, tells me I'm his own. I serve a risen Savior. He's in the world today. I know he's living. Whatever men may say, I feel his hand of mercy. I hear his voice of chair. Every time I need him, he's always there. Jesus has never rejected me. Jesus is the reason we can be 
since we had Jesus, we can move on because there's another door. There's another opportunity. There's a better blessing. We can't stay in this desolate spot because God got something that's about to bloom. God got something that's about to take you high. Stop trying to live low and stop keeping yourself in a low state of mind when God has more in store for you. When you get up and forget about the bad, God always has better news. It's in the text. Now the Lord said to Samuel, how long will you mourn for Saul, seeing I have rejected him from reigning over Israel? Fill your horn with oil. I am sending you to Jesse, the Bethlehem, providing myself a king among his sons. I'm glad God has another option. And when I trust him, his option is always better than my planned script. Samuel is concerned about Saul, but God calms Samuel and tells him, kill a heifer and you will see that the one that I've called out and that I've anointed, God has had to tell Samuel, that man, that man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. And that's what the Lord will do, you see. Samuel gets to Jesse, and you know that Jesse has brought all the sons to Samuel, but that oil wouldn't come out. It wouldn't come out. And Samuel said, do you have another son? And Jesse said, yes, I do. But he's just in the field. He's just tending to the sheep. But Samuel said, bring him to me because of what the Lord has anointed and what the Lord has done. It's the one that was unlikely is the one that God has anointed. And David is a young boy. But once Samuel anointed David, the Holy Spirit was mightily on David. Aren't you glad? God knows who to pick because if it was up to me, I would have picked my own person, picked somebody I wanted, picked somebody that I could I could imagine would be the right one, but that's not God. The Lord looks at the heart and not what they showcase, but what they are living with on the inside. It's not always about the outside. It's not always about the materials. It's not always about the money. It's about the heart. It's about the spirit. You can be with somebody who looks glamorous on the outside, but it's full of toxins and full of toxins, full of poison on the inside. We all can admit we made some bad choices. Based on what somebody looked like, how much money they made, what kind of car they drove, kind of house they lived in. They took all the vacations. Because, but just because they have that to offer doesn't mean they're right for you. Doesn't mean they're good for you. Don't get so enamored by what they have and by what they look like. Because some people we want so bad and then we get them, and then we see it was wrong for us to even get with them at the first place because their heart was bad. But won't God send you somebody who loves you unconditionally? You ought to say, God, send me somebody where we can grow together, we can work together, we can we can build together. I don't want anybody who's going to demean me to talk down to me just because I may not live up to their standards, but they can be by themselves and be alone and bitter. But God, I want somebody we can build together, 
look at have turned out to be the love of our lives. Those who have turned out to be the best pastor that we could have called. Those who have turned out to be the best family doctor we could have had. You found out the one I overlooked. Could have been something. Some people, sometimes we've been overlooked. And I guarantee you, being overlooked, some people can look at you now and say, I wish I had another chance. But the one God wanted for me, the best, that was the best banker for me, best boss, best job, best neighborhood, best medication, best house. I want the Lord saw it another way and a better option. And you ought to tell God, thank you. I wanted this shirt, but the Lord had another shirt. You ought to tell God, thank you. I wanted to be in this group, even though it was popular and had prestige. But God had another group just in store for me. Let this group that he gave me, fed me, counseled me, grow me, matured me, gave me lessons. And here I am because God is being good to me. That's why don't be mad at your parents. Don't be mad if you don't get to go to school with your friends, especially those friends who don't have the potential like you. Don't have the will, the drive, and determination that's placed on you. Don't breathe anymore, but move on because God knows the circle that you need, the circle that you don't need. And that school wasn't challenging you academically, but it was making you settle. But God will send you to another school that'll stretch your mind and make you work hard and make you study hard. somebody 
she got with more assessment, but then she realized why they broke up in the first place, because she realized that he wanted all the attention she had, what she wanted, but then she realized it's not what she needed, ain't God all right, she got back with Michael E. Because she saw I needed somebody that cared about me. I need somebody that loves me. And I need somebody that will challenge me. Ain't God all right? I said, ain't God all right? There ought to be somebody that can say, I thank the Lord that the Lord will make a way somehow. I thank the Lord that the Lord will keep me out of a bad situation. I thank the Lord the Lord will give me strength. If I got to be alone, he'll give me strength. If I got to be by myself, he'll give me strength. If they talk about me, he'll give me strength because God got some oil. You want to say, Lord, pour me oil. Lord, pour me oil. Pour it on what you got for me because I don't want anything that won't fill me. I don't want anything that's going to make me miserable. I don't want anything that's always hurting my heart, hurting my feelings, hurting my mind, hurting my soul. But Lord, pour the oil, and with the Lord, pour the oil, he's going to give you something that can't nobody, can't nobody, can't nobody take away. You want to say the Lord? For the oil, there's something better, 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 better. Down the road, I want what God has for me. I've been mourning too long, been sad too long, I've been worn out too long, I've been overwhelmed too long. Yeah. <laughs> 
the open way, new heights I'm gaining every day, still praying as I overpower, Lord, Lord, Lord. Father, thank you for this word. Thank you for another Transformation Tuesday. Father, we ask that you would bless these your people who are listening. We pray that they have been helped. Thank you for this word. Thank you for encouraging myself. Thank you. I pray we all get encouraged, that we all understand, God, you always have something better, and you always have something greater in store. So have our own way, God. In the name of Jesus Christ, touch now. Bless and keep and anoint as only you can, God. 
And we give your name all glory, honor, and praise. Whatever chains break them, whatever strongholds break them, whatever struggles break them right now, God, give, give whoever's listening the tenacity to go forth, the fortitude to go forth, the strength, the courage, the boldness to go forth, knowing that, God, you got something better in store. So touch now. Bless now and keep you. It's only you can. And we give your name all the glory, the honor, and the praise. It's in the name of your son Jesus that we pray and we ask it all. Amen. God bless you. We pray you've been blessed today. We pray that you would share the broadcast. And we look forward to seeing you next Tuesday once again at 12 o'clock for another message on our Transformation Tuesdays. God bless you and God keep you is our prayer.